Hello and welcome to Audible Clutter. I was going to say quarantine theater because we've been quarantine <laughs> theatering and it's necessary. This is Michelle. This is Gail. And we enjoyed our week off. Well, actually, we didn't enjoy our week off, but then they declared Pennsylvania for Biden and it was a celebratory day on Saturday. There was a party. There was a party all over the world. Yes, especially in Pennsylvania, it seems. Yeah, so thank you for voting. You did well. Yes. You were brave. Mm -hmm. You were smart. Yep. You did the right thing. You did the right thing. Good job. You mailed your ballots in. If you mailed your ballots in... You dropped them off or you, like me, went and voted in person. Mm-hmm. It was a safe, it was the most secure election in the history of the USA. Yes. Which the is DHS wonderful. just, or the, yeah. yeah, it's just announced that. I've been listening to um, the Carter Center. I think I mentioned them before, but they've been having these little 10-minute lunch things. And they're actually quite useful. So the last one was explaining about, what was it explaining about? Oh, recounts and audits. And generally there are election there are always election audits yes um and they just pull like a certain precinct and just run the ballots a very small percentage of to just make sure everything works and uh, election audits are always happening and then recounts are people can request them they are done in some states if ballots are in with this votes are in a certain percentage of each other mm-hmm. all of it is normal par for the course in georgia they're doing a full hand recount because which is likely to have many more mistakes and will definitely cost much more money than a normal recount. Mm-hmm. But everyone is now focused on Georgia because the Senate is in a tie. Right. And there are two Senate seats up in Georgia for a recount. For a runoff. For a runoff. Not a recount, yeah. a runoff. On January 5th. Yeah, John Ossoff and Raphael, Reverend Warnock are running. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly Loeffler, I guess, got appointed to a seat. A Senate seat, and so she was never yeah. elected, um, and she's running against Warnock, and she's also been dabbling in insider trading mm-hmm. <laughs> while in the Senate, yeah, and has unfortunately not been charged with a crime for that, although she probably should have been, like many other people. Well, I don't know many other people, but she and Richard Byrd, I think, sold when they found out how bad the pandemic was. I think that was yeah, that, that was that situation. Yeah, that was that one when. The, or her husband sold. <laughs> her husband, yeah. yeah. That's right. When they found when the committee found out how bad the pandemic situation was and neglected to tell the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. But they sold their stocks. Yeah, because Republicans. Because Republicans, yeah. So anyway, Joe Biden is the president-elect. There was an international party when AP finally, when people finally declared that he was the president-elect. Yeah, it was very cool they like rang the bells across paris like it was the end of the war yeah it was wonderful yeah well biden won by a large percentage of votes of votes both yeah. the popular and the electoral vote yeah yeah college electoral college yeah yeah it's so close and it's he won by so many votes in pennsylvania that there will not be a recount in the votes that the trump campaign was bitching about that arrived between november 3rd and november 6th were only 10,000, and that's not enough not, to make a dent. Not enough to make a dent in <coughs> Biden's margin because Pennsylvania flipped blue. Mm-hmm. So here we are in Pennsylvania in the most important election of our lifetime, and we flipped it blue, baby. Yay. Yeah. But Trump has just basically apparently thrown up his hands since, since October 1st, mm-hmm. not taken a daily briefing, and we are in 
Oh, he won't. One, he won't do anything about the pandemic. And two, he will not allow people to sign off on Biden's transition team. And he refuses to concede. And yeah, so he's basically yeah. doing what? He's, he's throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah. Which is what we should have expected. and Many people did. Yeah. And he's been suing. Yeah. And, but <laughs> most of the, the suits are baseless. Completely. Yes, but the President of the United States is undermining election integrity, which is just kind of appalling. And this, the Republicans in the Senate are following along with him. Well, apparently they're concerned about the Georgia runoff and they don't want Trump to tweet out bad things so his base will turn against the Senate candidates. Mm. It's appalling how much power Trump has over people. It really is. Over the entire Republican Party. Yeah, it's, it's it, shocking and appalling and it's a good thing that more people voted for Biden. Yeah, it really is. They've, he flipped five states? Four? He flipped five. Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Yeah. So yeah, he flipped five states. <laughs> yeah. Which is impressive. Very. Arizona hasn't Against been... Against an incumbent, it's in, unheard of. Arizona hasn't been blue for... More than 50 years, I yeah, think. Georgia neither. Yeah, Georgia's been much longer than that. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's. Did Georgia impressive. vote for Carter? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it probably did. Yeah. Stacey Abrams. Oh right, that's one thing mm, I wanted to talk yes. about. Um, part of this is because of organizers on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, grassroots organizers. They don't just work around the election. They work year round, to get people registered to vote, to get them their IDs. Um, a lot of people threw money at, like, Amy McGrath in Kentucky. Yeah. Like, tons, millions of dollars of money went to Amy McGrath to try to unseat McConnell. And throwing money at the big Senate campaigns isn't as effective as giving money to the black, Latinx, and indigenous organizers who are trying to get those minorities, their voice at the ballot again, at the mm-hmm. ballot box again. So if you want to make an impact in Georgia... Find either Asif or give Fair Fight. Fair Fight is Stacey Abrams' pack. Mm. I think it's a pack or organization, and she's basically been working. She registered eight hundred thousand voters in Georgia between when she lost the governor's election and the presidential election. Wow. Yeah. That's two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Georgia flipped because of Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. So give fair fight money. If you're going to, if you want to flip Georgia, look for the organizers who are doing it. Don't just throw it at the candidates. Mm-hmm. And if you want to change, the, I mean, this is part of why you should pay attention to down ballot races. Right. Because the down ballot ones are the ones where the local people have more say. And those they are the affect ones, your life. They affect, more. yeah. Yeah. And we need to stop the gerrymandering. And you only mm-hmm. do that by getting the local legislators. Yeah, your state, state legislators. legislators. Yeah. Um and there have been there were a lot of um indigenous and queer legislators who got voted in at the local level and that was kind of exciting to see. Yeah, and state like, level too. Yeah. No hate would flash up, you know, when people got elected in Florida and mm-hmm. Hawaii and places like that at the local level too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool because there's like first black woman in in Washington state legislator and yeah and the first black woman um, 
congresswoman from Missouri, from one district in New Missouri. Yeah, and there's an openly um, gay dude, I think, in Hawaii who got elected. I forget for what, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot more queer representation in politics, and that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. And that's partly by paying attention to down ballot races and just donating to and supporting and signal boosting for organizations that are pushing voter registration reform and. Mm-hmm. I mean, people waited in huge lines to vote this time. Yeah, they they did around here too. Um, there was one place where people waited in line for four hours that day to vote. Yeah, and before too. And before too. Yeah, yeah people waited in Texas to vote early in voting. Yeah. Or to drop off many places, Republican legislators made it so there was only one drop-off box per county. And mm-hmm. so that happened here in York. People had to line up to drop off their ballot yeah. <laughs> at the drop-off box. If you wanted to drop it off. Yeah. If you didn't trust the post office, which a lot of people didn't. Which is probably smart because yeah. the post office was slow. And there was Judge Emmett Sullivan, who was on election day, and the day before demanding the Postal Service scrounge the corners of every post, post office in several key swing districts because their um, delivery dropped like 10 percentage points mm-hmm. the week of the election. Yeah. I really think Louis DeJoy needs to be investigated by Congress. He does. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that needs to be done by Congress. So it would be very helpful if... We could flip the Georgia Senate blue because then it would be a tie presided over by the vice president, mm-hmm. who would be a Democrat and yes. a woman, Kamala Harris, and a, yes, and a black woman, and a, and a former senator, and an in, a East Asian woman. Is that East Asian? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all very cool. Mm-hmm. You did good, America. Yep, you did. And it was a relief. Yeah. We were watching TV the election night, and they, the commentators didn't know how to handle it. No, they had no clue about then. Everybody was Everybody knew the race wasn't going to be called because of all the mail-in ballots. And yet, everybody was on the air, yeah, all the time because that's what you do on election night. And yet, they had nothing to say because they didn't have results. <laughs> it wasn't fun. No, they were going with snarky. Yeah. And it seemed to be tilting Trump, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, so we didn't watch it for long, because it was aggravating. It was. <laughs> and not informative. And constant news coverage is not necessarily a good thing. No, 24-7 news coverage is... Yeah. Don't. Is and Fox News, which is not actually news, is now... I did social media monitoring on election day, and uh, so I ended up on like the rigged election hashtag, um, looking at uh, visuals and all the conspiracy theories that people were pushing. Oh, so many. Yeah, now, 10 days later, I read about Fox News talking about some of them, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember those. I reported them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Fox News is reporting them as... People are saying this. Well, I mean, I reported them as misinformation yeah. and disinformation. Yeah, because they are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's so Computer many... Computer programs that change votes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's so many... Conspiracy theories out there. There's so many people 
who are pushing them just because they want the narrative that the election was rigged when it wasn't. No. It was... Yeah, this is all being done to undermine um, security or faith in our elections in the country, and there are far too many people in the country who are really open to this kind of brainwashing. It's literally brainwashing. It really is. Yeah. I don't see how this happened, but it did. Lack of education. Yeah. People are in a bad way. They're frightened. I don't know how they managed to turn Democrats into this. I don't know how everything got so partisan. I mean, there are people who have done studies, and that should probably, we should probably talk about we that should probably read for books an entire and stuff. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we did have a Zoom party the night it was called, and that was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Just a bunch of people hanging out. Talking about stuff. Talking about random things. Because I thought it would be more celebratory, but there was an air of relief. But there's also, I mean, we all have to work through the Trump thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of appalling to discover that 71 million people still voted for him. Mm-hmm. Even after all of this, even though we're all locked in our houses trying not to catch a disease, the economy sucks. The entire country is suffering from PTSD yeah. from the Trump presidency and the pandemic. And there are idiots out there listening to Trump saying everything is well and not wearing masks and going to super spreader Trump events and spreading the disease and hospitals are getting overwhelmed. So we obviously, as a nation, have to work through and talk through Trump. Yeah. That's the first step for healing. That's the first step for healing. Well, getting rid of him is the first step for healing. getting rid of him. (laughs) Well, okay, recognizing that he's a problem and getting rid of him, yeah. Getting... Yeah, but I mean, it's appalling that the the Republicans are probably going to try to blame it all on Trump, but they're racists. They enabled him. They gleefully let him do all of these immigration things, put people in, put children in cages, support white supremacists. There were so few voices that stood up for anything decent on the Republican side. And it's really important as a country that we remember that when they try to rebrand themselves as past beyond Trump, after Trump. Um, it's important that we remember that they completely enabled Trump. Mm-hmm. They did. Every step of the way. Yeah. Every. And they really all need to get voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's horrifying. It's just, I mean, I don't trust white people anymore. No. <laughs> I how am white you? people. Yeah. But how could you be... A person of color, and a person who isn't a white immigrant, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, an indigenous person, and look at the fact that seventy-one million people still voted for him after he stood up for Nazis. Fuck, man. And if that's you, you're a disgrace. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We're not friends. You can pretend we're friends, but like many other things, you would be lying to yourself. Mm. Okay, we're going to take a pause before it gets too grim here. Yeah. And we'll be back to talk about the pandemic because, oh, gee, that's not grim. (laughs) Hi, we're back to talk about the pandemic because it's November 13th. Every day we're setting new records for new cases of COVID-19. 
in Pennsylvania and in the country, even York County is has set new records this week for ha- just from cases and they're it's community spread that we're not we're no longer talking about there's an outbreak at the prison there's an outbreak at a nursing home we're now talking about school districts are shutting down because there are 16 cases in the high school mm-hmm. and there are three elementary schools with four cases and those sorts of things we and we're even a state that mandates you wear masks indoors at stores and stuff like that yeah yeah and we're beyond the point when they were supposed to look at going to completely virtual schools and they haven't the the state seems to have just almost given up on trying to make people take this seriously enough to do virtual learning and to stay home as much as they can and not have gatherings and not walk into a store and then take their mask off. And it's just horrifying that people have so little consideration for other people and for themselves. And for medical professionals. And for medical professionals. Who are getting overwhelmed. Um, in several states, ICUs are full and people are being diverted from ICU beds. Yeah, they're saying, it was, I guess it's North, Carol- North Dakota, sorry. Their ICUs are completely filled and they're shuttling people out to other states because there's nowhere for them to go. And isn't that where there was the Sturgis motorcycle rally? Yep. Which was a super spreader event two months ago? Three months ago? Two. Two months ago? Yeah, I think, yeah. And apparently everywhere Trump visited, like 14 out of 17 counties, I read in an article somewhere, the numbers spiked. Mm-hmm. Because he has these rallies and people don't wear masks. Yes, because they make fun of people who wear masks. Even yeah. though they have all these signs up saying... You must wear a mask. Well, and they don't. there was a rally attendee signed a disclaimer that says mm-hmm. there's a risk of catching COVID, but you won't sue Trump. Yeah, so they don't care. Well, they got people to sign off the waiver. So. Yeah, as long as they had the waiver, the Trump people didn't care. Yeah, I mean, it's... Well, I mean... And you, now... Uh, I mean, you just look at the White House. The White House itself... There are more than 60 people who work at the White House who have tested positive for COVID. Oh, really? Is it that many? It, yeah, including the chief of staff and one of the joint chiefs of staff. And uh, not to mention the president <laughs> actually being in the hospital and coming out and saying, Oh sure, this is great. We got no this disease is no big deal as long as you have your own team of doctors and a helicopter to fly you to the hospital and you you're given experimental drugs, you'll be fine. Yeah. Sorry, apparently I had a thing about that. That's fine. We're <laughs> talking through Trump. Yeah. Talk through it. So yeah, it's <laughs> 
and now Thanksgiving and Christmas are coming up and everyone or there's going to be a, the natural pull of family gatherings don't do it yeah don't be the family that has a, an indoor dinner and then half the people turn up positive and get sick or spread it to other people. spread it to the rest of the I mean, world. People are dying. Not as many people are dying because healthcare professionals have a handle on it, but I was just reading articles about how, in an article in The Atlantic about this wave and how doctors are getting overwhelmed, and even though they know how to better treat it, pretty soon the medical mm-hmm. professionals are going to be too exhausted and people, there aren't going to be enough doctors to flip you over or orderlies to flip you over so you're prone and can breathe better. And there won't be enough beds in the hospitals either. Yeah. I mean, this, if you admit it's a problem now, you can't stop what's going to happen two weeks because that's the lead time on this virus. Right. Yeah, people are asymptomatic. Masking. If you are inside with people, even if it's your immediate family, or if you, even if it's your family, but you haven't been living together everybody masks open windows mm-hmm. it's serious it is serious and they're saying i guess they're calling this a second wave of cases and there was never really a break there was never really a break and they're saying there will be a third wave after the holidays and you know here in york county Wellspan, who which is the major medical treater or system here, um, provider provider. There That's we go. That's the word they like. Yeah, um, they actually had a news conference and said, you know, we're we're going to get to January, and we are going to have a handle on it, but we're going to be stretched then because there will be COVID. There will be flu season going on at the same time <clears throat> and flu season always means more people are hospitalized and so it just we you everybody should know by now how not to get this disease which is don't expose yourself if you're sick don't expose other people it's an infectious disease that's how it works if you don't spread it, then it will stop. Yes. Pfizer is working on a vaccine. Is it? It's test. Is seems like it's ninety percent effective, but that's not an immediate fix. No. It's it's got to still go through trials. It's a great sign, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. <laughs> it is. But it's not going to be here for the holidays. It's even if it starts getting rolled out in early 2021 medical professionals will probably get it first and i would hope that they do Mm -hmm. not to mention there's i mean yes it's great that they're this close to a vaccine of any kind but yeah to get the number of doses needed even for our country and to get it out to people when this is something that has to be stored at negative 75 degrees. Oh, is it that one? Yeah, it's oh, that wow. one. Oh, wow. So, 
you can't just put this in a regular freezer. You have to have the research-capable freezers, which aren't available a lot of places. So just the logistics of getting this out to the country is going to be difficult. Yeah, because it'll be the first mRNA vaccine. I think that's what it's called. That, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're tweaking the RNA. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of fascinating from a science perspective. Yes. But yeah, I remember reading about the several vaccine options, and that's the one with that's got to be stored at a really specific temperature. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you can only store so many doses in a... <clears throat> Apparently part of the storage problem is if you store doses in a vial and then take it out of storage and don't use them. Oh, you can't put them back. Yeah, or, I, or something. That would make sense, yeah. yeah. If they have to be stored that cold, you can't take it out and yeah. put it back. Wow, distribution. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So, there is a small glimmer of hope. A bigger glimmer of hope would be if people started taking this seriously. Yes. I just ordered a new bunch of masks from Jay Modine, <clears throat> my buddy in Cleveland. Mm. I got a Lilo and Stitch mask, or Stitch mask. Because mm. um, you got to get something cheerful. We just ordered yeah. yellow Peanuts mask from a friend of ours for yes. Christmas. And I, I'm getting one with coffee cups on it from my mom. Yeah. Spoil. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, put a little bit of color in your Christmas, but don't get in a, you know, Zoom Christmas or... Discord chat Christmas or... or FaceTime or yeah. whatever. However you communicate with your family, keep doing that. Yeah, stay connected. But don't... Don't endanger them or yourself. No. Yeah, we're going to start dialing back. Going out places. Uh, going out and sitting outside coffee houses because it was helping me write post stuff. But... Yeah. There's a crazy amount of people out there. There are. And it's getting colder. Mm-hmm. So, it's time to be a mammal and hibernate, darn it. Yes. Stay warm. Stay, stay home. Stay safe. Stay home. <laughs> and we will try to come up with something fun. You get some fun, some fun free stuff that you can find online. Yes, because we've been finding... And Christmas. Because we've been finding some cool stuff. Yeah. We just listened to a dude who did a piano concert based on... The Baroque section of the Walters Art Gallery. Mm-hmm. And so he played Baroque music on the piano. What year is Baroque? Do you know music-wise? Uh, no, I don't. Guy was trying to explain to me what a grace note was. Yes. <laughs> Should I explain? Sure. A grace note is like a little, just a little accent note that isn't part of the rhythm of hmm. whatever you're playing. So we will try to find some fun, free stuff you can do online because there is there are people putting stuff out there, including us. Yes. We have radio plays. We have radio plays. We you have... should go to Upstart Art on Anchor. Mm-hmm. We have two of them up, and we have a third that hopefully we'll be able to put up by the end of the weekend. Yeah, Poe plays, and I'm thinking about doing another one for Christmas. Or just random ones. Because radio plays are a fun format. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there's all the Candy Matson plays, which we have to listen to. Yes, we have to We haven't finished finish through them. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of radio plays in the public domain. I'm starting radio play conversations with people. Because mm-hmm. it's a good format. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You don't have to look at a screen. That's a plus. No. 
It is actually. Plus, we spend <clears> so much time <throat> looking at screens. It True, does. and you can listen to radio play like when you're prepping dinner. Yeah, yeah, we do that with Candy Madsen. Put on an episode and go in the kitchen and chomp. Mm. It's nice. It is. Yeah. Alrighty. And well, if you're looking for videos, we also do quarantine theater every night. We've done two hundred and forty-four episodes of it. Go up to like two hundred forty-eight. No, two hundred forty-four. Today was day two hundred forty-four. Oh yeah, we kind of lost track some days, mm-hmm. but we're on Instagram, Instagram and Facebook. Quarantine theater or Upstart Arts. You can find it from there. Yep. Or you can find me Blinkity Love because I share them in my story. Mm-hmm. When we do them, Gail sang a police song today. Yes. We're doing socially distanced songs now. <laughs> I should find socially distanced bone. Yes. Maybe we should do okay. like a weekly theme or something. Yeah, it might be fun. Alrighty. Well, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are our president and vice president-elect. And yes. that's very exciting. It is. And it makes me happy. And I'm so proud of everyone who went out and voted. Mm-hmm. This was actually something that they tried to make impossible to do. Yeah, they did. And we did it. Ha. <laughs> so, you go. We did well. You did well. I'm proud of us. They tried to make it impossible. So much suppression. Mm-hmm. And so we struck a blow against fascism. And people who don't read the Constitution. <laughs> yep. All right. And now we just have to stay safe until January. Yep. So, stay safe. Be well. Mask up, stay home. We love you. This is Michelle. And this is Gail. Signing off.